Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what is the cause of a strange feeling lurking in a friend's home? Something grabs a woman and violently drags her from her bed late at night. And what do you do when the mannequins begin to move? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802, the phone number to call. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Share your ghost stories with us. You can write it on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com, or even email an audio file to me. Send it to Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. Of course, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Get all the bonus episodes and the advanced episodes and more ghostpodcast.com the place to do that or through Patreon the link is there at ghostpodcast.com Tony and Carol Hughes joining you once again and how are you this fine day Tony I'm really good and I understand your uh, your cat is doing even better uh, this time well yeah because this should be a tax write-off right because (laughs) I bought a new toy Uh just so she would keep Extra entertained while I do this podcast with you. I think that 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 counts, and uh, the the two dollars and fifty cents will probably go a long ways. Uh, it was four dollars and ninety nine cents. Well, well, so I, I, I mean, that's like a ten. Cent I misspoke. Line. Totally misspoke. Yes. Uh, well, what what type of toy is it? Well, it's one of those that's kind of on a stick with feathers on the end, so she yes. can jump all over. But the thing is, is I swear, like every time we do this, my dog knows we're doing this. The kitten, now the old cat doesn't care, but the kitten, like everybody's on top of me. They're like, whoa. <laughs> so my dog like gets to where he's just begging for everything. So he knows I brought a bunch of stuff down here. Yeah. And then my kitten is just like, let's go. So we're going to see how this works. Well, those are fun toys. I, uh, I'll i admit when I go to like Petco and stuff, um, I always go and grab one of those very same things, the feathery sticks. And I, I just sit there and I play with the cats for like 10 minutes because <laughs> I feel so bad from they're all just kind of stuck there in their little cages. But they love those because you can like really hide them. Uh, and then they, they kind of poke around the uh, the corner of the cage and the cats just go nuts. And then people are just staring like, what is that man doing with those cats? For, for <laughs> I know. Minutes? I feel yeah. so sorry for those cats. I, uh, I'm like, somebody take one home. Yeah, They're good. I can't. They're fun. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your Real Ghost Stories with us, of course, you can write on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Let's jump over to our first letter of the day. It says, hey, guys, my name's Jess. I'm from Australia, and I thought I'd write in to see if you could give some explanation for something that happened years ago. I used to go to my friend Mary's house all the time when I was younger. I always had a weird feeling about that house, and her family did, too. I was sitting at the dinner table, at the uh, dining room table with them, facing into the kitchen. In the microwave, I saw a reflection. I saw the legs of a little boy run past and hide behind one of the cabinets. I told Mary and her mom, and they told me not to worry about it, that it was okay, and he is okay. They've seen him before, and he wouldn't hurt me. Other things happened, like lights suddenly turning off as soon as I stepped into a room and seeing some other things out there out of the corner of my eye. One day we were mucking around with the digital camera and Mary discovered this strange purple glowing hole on the ceiling. 
You can only see it when you put the camera on it, not with the naked eye. Still, to this day, I thought about it and was just wondering if you guys could shed some light on what it may have been if it's something paranormal. Also, for as long as I can remember, lights have always flickered around me. My friends and family have all noticed it and think it's super strange. Should I be worried about this? Sorry for the long story. Hope to hear your reaction on the program. Uh, there you go. Uh, definitely, yeah, if you're seeing a, uh, a dis, <laughs> I would say disfigured, but a, uh, a disembodied uh, little boy, you're just seeing uh, legs running around in the microwave reflection. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say you got a ghost going on there, or or they did. Or there's something wrong going, something upstairs going on, because <laughs> it's just not normal. Yeah. I, I, People I, just don't see that. It's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't know what, what the reaction is to give when I get asked that, like, what, what do you guys make of it? Pretty much exactly what you just told me is what I make of it, <laughs> because it's, yeah, there's obviously something that was going on there in that house. It, it is interesting that they... Uh, uh, the, the family had made peace with it and we were able to say, nah, don't worry. It's just the, the little boy that runs around here and, you know, with half a torso. Uh, and you're just like, oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> I do think that's interesting how you can't... I just don't know that I could ever be okay with it. Yeah. Like, you know, because... As, as adults, like my mom's the one who always joked about the ghost in the house. She's like, well, that was just Henry. That's what we kind of always called him. Sure. But it really wasn't like that. It was creepy. And I never did get used to it. Was it just her coping mechanism, though? Was it because it, maybe it did scare her more, but she didn't want to let it on more to you guys? I don't or? know. I've never been able to quite figure it out because she always she insists that she had several things happen. But she just never really was that unnerved by it? Yeah. And, but I think more, I think there was more things that happened to the kids than her. Mm -hmm. But I just don't, like, I don't care what it is. Like, I would be unnerved if I saw part of a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, there's no, you know, that's just the little half of a boy that runs around our house. Yeah. There's none of that for me. There's no making this logical and, and, yeah. Warm and fuzzy. I, that that to me would just be like, okay, I'm good. Well, I guess next time we'll go eat at uh, at the Shoney's instead of uh, having uh, dinner here because I don't like your half child that's running around. Literally, right. half child that's running around. It's like I would love to come to your house, Mary, but no. <laughs> yeah. You can come to my house every time. Creepy. Thanks for sharing that one with us. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. I don't know what it's a scarier concept, though, eating at the Shoney's or having the, the, the little boy. I don't, I've never eaten at a Shoney's, so I can't. And do they even have Shoney's still? Yeah, there's one here in town. Um, okay, then they do. <laughs> I know. I thought they Branson were like. of all places would be the one last place that would have one. <laughs> Just one sad Shoney's off by itself. and. Because I think any, I think like Cracker Barrel would have wiped out any Shoney's. Yeah, there we got the Cracker Barrel, and then there's another one that's kind of similar. Uh, uh, Bob Evans, I think we have one of those, and that's that's kind of like Cracker Barrel, but not quite. But anyhow, a lot of fried food, lots of fried food. Uh, <laughs> let's jump over to uh, this letter. It says, "Hey, uh, hey guys, my name's uh, A uh, Antoinette from Alabama. I came across your podcast earlier this year. Been listening ever since. I love it. I've never experienced anything paranormal, strange, or made me go, huh? That's weird. But my husband, uh, Frank, uh, 
about three to four years before my own experience, I guess is what it's saying, uh, had a, uh, a spirit uh, ride him a few times, is what it says. But after joining hands across our bed and praying, it finally ended. Maybe that will make for a good letter another time. My husband is a truck driver at the time. Uh, he worked during the week and came home on the weekend, so I'd sleep in the middle of my bed when I had it to myself. I'd been sleeping for a while when I felt my husband lightly shaking my ankle for me to slide over to make room so he could come to bed. I started making my way to one side of the bed when I remembered Frank was not coming home that night. He's working very late, and when I fully woke up thinking, what the hell just touched me? Immediately after that thought, something forcefully grabbed both my ankles, tried to pull me down towards the end of the bed. I kicked and screamed, and then it all just stopped. I jumped out of bed, ran to the light, and thankfully nothing was there, or should I say I saw nothing. I was positive it wasn't a dream. I told my friend the following day what happened, and she told me to touch every knob in the apartment with olive oil as I prayed, and I did. We've never had an experience in the apartment before or since. Maybe a week or two later, I told my mom to get her thoughts on this whole situation, and she thinks I was dreaming. For the longest, even to this day time, I sometimes try to make myself believe it was a dream. But no, I really can't. What do you guys think? Hope to hear on your show and get your thoughts. I guess, yeah, that'd be the easier thing, you know, to, to kind of give yourself a little bit of peace. But I, I think, you know, she knows it wasn't a dream. And it's more so better to deal with the reality of it than it is to uh, compartmentalize that one uh, and pretend it was it didn't really happen. You know, like we've talked before that you can have a dream mm -hmm. that you swear really happened. Sure. But I think when something grabs your foot and like pulls you, mm -hmm. like, I think that then I don't, I don't know how you wouldn't be awake for that. Or like, I don't know. Cause I've had those weird dreams where I swear something's happening. That's not, mm -hmm. but then there's that, I think I'm awake. No, I'm really not awake. Yeah. I realize later, you would know. Yeah. You know? And I, especially if you got pulled down the bed, and then suddenly you got out of the bed, and you weren't in the position that you were at before. Uh, that, yeah, that I think, pretty clear cut that it wasn't a dream. But I now, I've never heard that olive oil on the doorknob thing before. That's Have you? One, no, I've not heard that one. I've heard, um, you know, smudging and all that with sage, but the olive oil, that's a new one. And I think you would want really limited amounts of olive oil on the doorknobs. <laughs> what I think you, that could create a problem if you just, like, were really liberal with the olive oil you usage. You can't open the doorknobs anymore. <laughs> like oh god well the spirits are gone but you can't get out of your room because exactly. of all the olive oil I, or what could you use like sage infused olive oil to make it even more potent because ooh, it, it has ooh. the huh? Huh? demon away that's uh um, i ne i've never heard of that i have not either different you know folks in, in different cultures in different areas have different tactics on this it's always interesting because sometimes someone will bring it up like that and just as if it's, you know, everyone's aware that this is what they do or, or you should be doing. And sometimes it's like, what? Are they doing what? Uh, but uh, that was that was one I have not heard yet. But I, I just thought of a great idea, Tony. So as you hear these stories, you should keep a master list. Like in this case, girl grabbed by foot, 
dragged down to the end of the bed, olive oil on doorknobs. Mm -hmm. So then you can kind of, when somebody says, what do you think? Then you can refer to your spreadsheet (laughs) and you could say olive oil on doorknobs for that. You know, I actually have a, I don't really reference it, but I have an archive of it. And it's a giant spreadsheet. The thing is probably almost a hundred megs in size now. Uh, but it's every single letter that's ever been written into the show um, through the website, and it's just you know it, it's it's the the gold mine of ghost stories, <laughs> and it has everything that we've ever talked about and, and stuff that I haven't even gotten to yet because it's obviously always being added to. But uh, I think there's probably uh, I don't even know uh, there's ten, I love that yeah, you've kept everything tens of thousands of lines so. <laughs> Lots of uh, lots of ghost stories. Well, figure out a way to just easily access it, and then yeah. So then, if somebody's <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Like I saw half of a boy in a microwave door. What should I do? Then you could be like, Keywords. "Hey, yeah. never go to that house again," or whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I get a, a monitor the size of my wall over here. Actually, I, <laughs> I, I do have one that is pretty dim. I can't even see anyone sitting in front of me anymore because of this giant thing. But. Um, yeah, something like that would not be a bad idea. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Next letter says, hey guys, Laura from Georgetown, Kentucky. I have another story to share with uh, you involving my brother, Adam. It happened about seven years ago. As you will notice, many of my experience start with my brother, Adam. The reason being, for some reason, he can see spirits. Well, I can only hear them. This one begins with him out way past midnight following a path we both have taken millions of times but this night was very different on the left hand corner of military in maine and georgetown sits what used to be our post office an enormous building with antique columns that has stood since the town's creation a museum now occupies the space containing mostly military native american and colonial artifacts he and i have been inside a few times i didn't feel much anyway heading home he didn't notice anything out of the way out of the ordinary Out of breath, he stopped in the center of the road next to the museum. Turning, he glanced into the basement of the building. As the windows are at eye level when you stand on the street, at the far side of the room, he made out what appeared to be a mannequin wearing a brown military uniform. Thinking nothing of it, he moved to leave, but the mannequin moved too. Freezing where he stood, he watched as the now clear image of a soldier moved towards him. He said at this point there was nothing he could do but stand there. The soldier continued through the room coming out to the outer wall. Without missing a beat, he passed through the wall into open air. Now, Adam was able to see the man's face. The expression he described was into nowhere, vacant or lost. He said the man looked directly at him. And at the same time, the glance just felt like it was looking straight through him. Just as he, the man, reached the road, he disappeared into nowhere. Adam left his feet running full steam carrying two very large items both he said felt like they were weighing nothing as he ran and fleed that night when we got home he was as white as a sheet and crying the retelling of it was so emotional and thrilling to me that i went into a panic attack so i was unable to go there and investigate that night to this day adam will tell you that this has been the most terrifying experience of his life Nothing like mannequins coming back to life in historic settings. Some mannequins kind of freak me out anyway. <laughs> yeah. But that one, like, like, do you, like, 
Maybe maybe it wasn't the mannequin at all. Maybe it was the actual spirit that he saw that looked like the mannequin. Yeah. Uh, either way. I mean, I, I think you're you're like he, he were saying they're logically looking at this, and it's a museum, and they're going to have mannequins there. And you go, oh, there's someone that's a mannequin dressed in a period attire, and then it starts moving. It's like, oh, well, maybe it's a reenactor. Oh shit, reenactors can't walk through walls. Oh my god, that would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> Like I'd never be the same. Sure, it's it, it's interesting when they they have these uh, occurrences like this where they almost don't realize that that you're there. Where he said that it almost looked like he was staring right through him, and the physicality of the walls don't matter. It, it, things like that sometimes I, I think are more so residual than they are a conscious haunting. Maybe it's just something playing itself over and over and over there, and it it really isn't seeing anything because it's not conscious. It's just the the energy going back and forth. Or maybe it's a mannequin with a soul. <laughs> Had you ever thought about that, that Tony? That changes everything. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like... It was really just a, the mannequin. It's a mannequin with a soul. <laughs> so we break into Dateline, man. Uh, eight, five, Keith, five. whatever his name is. <laughs> or maybe the mannequin had other intent. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's jump over to a caller. Hi. Let's hear your story. Hi. Uh, my name is Sayonara Torres. I, I want to tell you a story um, that happened to me when I was a young girl around 15, 16 years of age. I was living in New York City in Washington Heights. Um, that's Upper Manhattan. They call it Spanish Harlem. And... Uh, I, we started living with my stepfather. I, my mom was pregnant at the time. And we went to live with him at one of the apartments. It was located in 173rd Street um, between Audubon and St. Nicholas Avenue. Once we moved in, there was an eerie feeling that I had. I do have spiritual... Um, in, I'm very intuitive. I am actually... Um, I am a medium. Um, and I just found out years later that I was. I felt something very eerie, something very dark once I went into the, to the apartment. I was going to be sleeping um, from there on um, in the living room. And my mother and stepdad were in the, in the bedroom. And my, like I said, my mom was already along like six, seven months pregnant. I... The first night that I slept there, I was sleeping at the sofa bed, and I felt like my um, blanket was being removed from my body. I put it back up because I was feeling very cold. The room got very dark, and I started listening to little noises like... And it was so weird. I just didn't understand where they were coming from. And all of a sudden, I felt like pins on my, my bed. I couldn't move. Couldn't. It was just as if I was getting that sleep paralysis. But it wasn't the same sleep paralysis that I had had in the past. This was very different. I opened my eyes, but I can see my body still in my um, on the bed. And I was looking at myself. Um, on top of me fighting these kind of they look like bats but with big 
heads and big um teeth and they were all over and they were just trying to get my my soul or my spirit out of my body and i began to scream and nobody could hear me and it was just so terrifying and i started to say a psalm from the bible that my grandmother as a young um girl in puerto rico she used to tell me to read when she was out of the house and it was psalm 23 and i started reciting psalm 23 in spanish and i started repeating it and repeating and repeating my grandmother shows up with a the gown that i always used to remember her with it was purple with flowers all over and she looks so beautiful and she tells me to calm down and as i was calming down and i was just you know trying to breathe trying to breathe and i was trying to recite it and just you know getting myself together she um just looked and she looked at everybody that was in that room those little spirits and demons and once she did that they all flee they like all went away they just left and i was able to come back to my body and just breathe and i went out um i went running running to my mom's room and i had i wanted to wake her up and she wouldn't wake up and i just I just couldn't sleep anymore. It happened over and over again. And every night that that happened, they kept on getting stronger. And it was just terrifying. I could not sleep any longer. I I didn't know what was going on and I, I you know, I approached my mother and I told her, "Mom, there's something very wrong. I mean, there's something wrong in this apartment. There's something going on and I don't understand it." And she said the same thing she said she she felt something was not right and i started to ask her questions and i said you know i keep seeing and i keep hearing in my head that there's something going on like witchcraft there's something that witchcraft to to freddy to you to you know her husband and she said yeah i i think i heard that too um and it must have been his ex-wife and i said yes and i and i see this woman in my head and she i described her exactly like his ex wife i've never seen her before and i and i she showed me a picture of her and it was her and i was directed to a drawer that was in the hallway and i opened this drawer and i kept on searching inside i didn't know what i was searching for and as i was searching inside for something i realized that there was a knife and the knife had um this tape black tape around it and the black tape was encrusted in the knife when i proceeded to just um detangle this tape there was his picture on it and his names and everything on it and it was there and i i could not believe it the next day things got worse as my mom was sitting in the kitchen with my stepdad and i was in the living room i hear her screaming i got up quickly to see what was going on and right before eyes the cabinets um where all the plates were at they came off the wall and my stepdad was quick 
to hold them because they were going to fall on my pregnant mother. Now, if you know about New York City, the cabinets that are there, they're so encrusted into these walls. There's no way for them to come down like that. We'll have to hammer them or, you know, take them out, out from the from the wall. These are years um, there. And they practically came off like it was just glued onto the wall and they came on to my mother as if something wanted to kill her. And I kept telling her, I told you, I told you, I told you. That same night, I had to go and sleep in the room on the floor because it just kept on getting worse. The noise that these things made around me were just incredible. They were just insane. I could hear them inside of me. Um, till this day, as I, and as, as I tell you the story, I could still hear them. And I could describe them to you just like bats with big heads. Um, and, and their teeth showing and just their, their wings flapping <laughs> just like that. that that's the noise that he made and, and just trying to get to me and trying to take away whatever I have in my soul, in my spirit and try to take me away and um, it was just terrible, terrible, terrible and it kept on going on so long and I kept on telling my mother, I cannot live here no more. I can't do this no more. I, one day it was so intense. She wouldn't tell me what was going on. Um, I remember her going into labor ahead of time with my brother and it was very scary. She had really bad complications with C-sections and everything just kept on going down the drain and my father, one, my stepfather one day just got up and said we're moving and that was the end of it. Um, we moved out of the building, out of the apartment and hopefully you know nobody else is going through that in there but it was the most scariest thing I've ever experienced um, with demon. That'd be a, obviously a terrifying experience I don't know if it's one that, that you can relate to a little bit, you know, having grown up in, in a, a haunted house as well. Yeah, but there's a difference between a haunted house <laughs> and what she went through. Sure. Because that's almost like, I don't know, that was intense. But it's trying to kill you. I mean, I, it went so many different directions from sleep paralysis to cabinets falling off of walls. Right? It's like... And you know, it's uh, not so easy, and we've talked about this before, like... Once you get in that house and you know it's not right, because when I was a kid, we couldn't afford to move. We didn't have any money. Sure. And like, and like, like in her case, you can't just move. You got leases or, you know, when you have to come up with deposits and all that. But that's so interesting that it seemed to have stopped once they moved. I don't know. There was a lot to that. <laughs> there was. I mean, it clearly sounds like it was something to do with that property. The well, fact at first, that- I thought it was going to be like the ex-wife or somebody had some kind of voodoo thing yeah. going on. But it seemed like that wasn't even it. I know. Like that, I was, I was like, oh, this is going to be a weird twist right here. And I was getting the Keith Morrison thing in my head. It's like, and then she found the knife wrapped with tape. Right. In that's it. what. Yeah. And, so I'm like, aha. Yeah. She's been discovered. That, but, but at the same time, it was like it was out to get the mom. Yeah. 
because you know the cabinets and then the horrible pregnancy and or yeah. delivery. Wow, that Something was a lot. With dark intent. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to share that one with us. We do appreciate it. Our phone number is 855-853-4802 to share your real ghost stories with us. Let me pull up this call right here. Hi. Good afternoon. This is Natalie. I'm from Maine, but originally from Arkansas. I was listening to your podcast and heard about the lights in Arkansas, then heard your story following after it and figured this would throw you through a huge loop. I was actually just on a podcast with Jim Harold um, a few weeks ago talking about my said lights before I even heard your pod- podcast. This was something that I had happened to me in my childhood with lights twice. And the, it was around Newton County, Arkansas. And we had a ton of lights come into a tent. I had three friends. We were sleeping in a tent in the woods. And out of nowhere, our tent got swarmed by tons of lights, just white lights that looked like fireflies. But they weren't, they weren't flashing. And when we stepped outside, they disappeared. The second instance, I was at my sister's house with that was all about maybe a couple hundred feet from my mother's house. And I was sleeping in her downstairs with another friend and our front porch got surrounded by red lights, just orb shaped lights that were swarming the window. And I told her that she had to go out first and she was older than I, and she had a life so far than I had. So she goes out and they completely disappear. I don't know if they are anything related to the other instances that you mentioned, but I thought that that was interesting that they are in the Ozarks, and you happened to mention them just a few weeks after my story with Jim Harold. Um, they never really came back from what that I know of. The only other instance that was similar to them was my sister and her monkey episode with red glowing eyes. But I will have to write about that at some other time. And if this story is too chaotic, I would be more than happy to write uh, and let you know about how this whole story actually came to be. Thank you. Bye. There's uh, a lot of that in the Ozarks, and I don't know why, uh, but there's these kind of mystery light things that people talk about seeing and it's not fireflies it's you know we have pretty damn big fireflies here but you you can tell the difference between the firefly and whatever these things are um we saw something i think we talked about it a couple uh weeks ago uh where it looked like there was this weird light in our woods and uh, jen uh she uh wrote it off as oh it's a street light and it's way over there and that's what it is end of story (laughs) because it was like well this is weird it's it's kind of moving a little bit and it's there really shouldn't be a light right over in this area where we're seeing this thing um but i I, there's probably more of a logical explanation for ours uh than uh some of these orb type things well but like where you live those are really dense woods Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't be like someone's out there with a flashlight like 
You would not want to be in those woods at night. No, no. I mean, it, it could be someone out there in the woods with a flashlight. You never know. Uh, but you, any sensible person would not want to be out in the woods uh, no. at night with a flashlight because there's like wild boars. There's, uh, you know, large cats. There's, you know, bear, all sorts of things that come out at night. And I've always, I joked with Jen, I said, it'd be kind of fun to get like night vision goggles and look around. And she's like, you would never want to leave your house at night if we did that. No, but uh, yeah, there's there's stuff out there, and it, it's well, always and at the very end of her story, like she teased the thing with a monkey thing. Mm-hmm. What was that? Uh, like she so, has to, so now we gotta wait. We gotta wait there, but it sounds like something where it was almost like lights too. But it was, I guess, some sort of eyes that were red. Um, so I don't know, but I, I would love to hear that. Uh, that now we got to wait. Hopefully she writes back in or calls back in with that one. Yeah, I would love to see or hear that one. Thank you for uh, for sharing that one with us on the program. And that's going to wrap up the episode for today. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an EPP, extra podcast person. On our website, ghostpodcast.com, get access to all the bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, advanced episodes, video content, and more, ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol Hughes and Tony Bruschi, thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online.